Yo, 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 what is up everybody? I hope everyone is having a good day today. I am currently in Bluey's Beach with two of my best friends, Josh Cunningham and Adam Crowitz, otherwise known as a drone man, and Josh is known as... Josh. A legend. <laughs> a legend. Yeah. Um, we've come up here this weekend to kind of switch off social media and get into the creative mindset. You know, I've been editing a video and so has Adam and Josh has been making some music and we've just been having an all-around good time and we've been speaking about doing a podcast for a very, very long time and... I think this has just been the perfect place to get one done. And this is the first one that I've ever filmed for anyone actually watching it. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. Let me know if you like this. But, you know, let's get this started. We'll start with Adam. Yeah, first of all, I met Adam like three, maybe four years ago. And through a mutual friend, Sam Evans. And I remember the first time we hung out, we just clicked. And since then, it's just been like an inseparable bromance of just like speaking big ideas, doing cool shit, you know, going and making dope videos and just having an all around good time. And yeah, it's, Thanks, well, bro. Welcome, welcome here, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, such an awesome intro. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, mean, I need what? to get better at that. <laughs> no, it's great. No, Matt, like, so yeah, me and, I'm gonna not address the camera, mm-hmm. but from here on, I'm just gonna yeah. talk. Yeah, so, just talk. The so camera's like, not even there. Dude, the it's there. been a blast the last few <laughs> years, like meeting you, Josh, your whole inner circle. Like, I didn't have many Instagram friends up until a couple of years ago. Like. And it's just like my whole life has changed since yeah. I've met like wow. the likes of you guys. Oh, so it's been great. It's been, it's been that's good, good to know. So five stars. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few ups and downs. <laughs> and all right. And Josh, I, I met Josh. I actually sold him a surfboard like seven years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Six, seven years ago. We met at Queenscliff Beach, which is my <clears throat> local beach. And I go there every single day pretty much. And he, Josh lives like 40 minutes away and kind of same deal we just met and he gave me his money and i was like holy shit this guy's pretty cool <laughs> so pretty cool yeah he's all right i don't care what everyone else says no <laughs> no but we we just bonded straight away and we've just been bros ever since um and they say a friendship over seven years lasts a lifetime i hope so yeah i mean i, I, ho- I hope yeah. not <laughs> no josh is my bro and yeah i know you've got a very exciting future with music hopefully but i'll let you touch on that tell us a little bit about yourself um well, yeah, so I met Alex seven years ago and we had, you know, really connected and we've, with Adam, we've always had intellectual conversations about our future and our aspirations and it's always really, you know, struck a nerve with me. It's really, it's always been a good time to hang out with you guys and watch you guys grow and develop as humans and understand you're going on the same, the path that you guys want to go on and I really take a lot of, you know, inspiration from that. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make my footprint in the world and do what I want to do and make sure that it's a positive impact in the world and you know I just want to leave a legacy and a story mm-hmm. well I know I know for a fact that you will and it's very important that um, that we all know that we're a product of our own environment so the people you surround yourself are the people who you're going to eventually turn into because you know your mannerisms you, they reflect um, absolutely with sponges yeah just sponges it's like you hang with dogs you'll get fleas my dad used to say that yeah yeah so really, true. It's it's a good segment. It's just so like true. far out. I used to hang out with some dodgy people. And, yeah, uh, I got fleas, bro. <laughs> like, I got all the fleas. Metaphorical or you actually yeah. got fleas? Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> you, you've, really got, <laughs> you've really got to go through the, the shit people to realize who the good ones are. Yeah. Without that, you don't have the contrast. So I think, and us all three have all dealt with shit people in different timelines of our lives. And I think it's a really it's really made us who we are as people and how we choose our relationships of who we want to hang around. Yeah. Mm. Same, not just guy friends, it's like relationships. Exactly, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I've, I've had some pretty horrible experiences that have made me really appreciate when it's good. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly <laughs> right. And you, yeah, you really find out what you want pretty early on from just what you don't want. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, the best lessons are learned from mistakes essentially and just people either fucking you over or even you fucking other people over yeah, yeah I, I was a bit of a dick back oh, in the day we all, we all have been but you really appreciate those good people when you find it so true and um yeah we, we both everyone here just um touched on the fact that we all have pretty intellectual conversations and which brings me to this saying that we speak about this quite often is that little people speak about other people yeah medium people speak about things like cars materials materialistic things and bigger people speak about ideas yeah and I think we've all had very long idealistic conversations. Yeah, I would agree. Even if it's not just about ideas, it's just about stuff that's out of the box. Like yesterday on the way up here, talking about Bob Lazar and listening yeah. to like, a, like Joe Rogan talking about aliens and stuff. Like there's not many people that I could no. sit in a car with in silence and just, mm-hmm. just like, just be like, yeah, what if, <laughs> what if? Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge. And at the end of it, like, we, we talk, we have these conversations where we just push each other to think more, mm. as opposed to like other people that's like, yeah, that's stupid. Aliens <laughs> don't, aren't real. It's like, yeah, you're most likely right. They're yeah. probably not, but like, it's a lot of fun thinking about if they would be and what, if he's telling the truth. And anyone listening to this, YouTube Joe Rogan and Bob Lazar, or watch the Bob Lazar Netflix. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan's awesome, and I really enjoy that podcast. I can't wait to. See the Netflix documentary that's out about that mm-hmm. Bob Lazar. Yeah, Alex hasn't seen it's it yet. Pretty incredible from what I've heard. Might even watch it later. Yeah, we might do. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Are we adults? Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> now, but I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get right into something that's just popped into my mind. And it's on the subject of, I think, a lot of people nowadays, they don't, they don't believe anything that's kind of out of the box if it's not right in front of them. Mm. There's a lot of like, I'll see it to believe it thing and people have that with everything it's like with aliens it's like if it's not real and even with technology mm. the fact of like what technology is at right now we have no idea do you think the human race is more cynical than it needs to be or, sh- or than it was or what, do you like, think because like some of that's good it's good to not just believe anything you hear oh, like it's course. good to get do due diligence and like check your stories and, and make sure that what you're listening to is real but at the same time like it's so important to actually just play the thought experiment sometimes and just mm play it out in your head like what if aliens are real like, yeah <laughs> yeah instead of just being like nah that's, that's yeah. ridiculous no it's yeah it's like people need to have more independent thoughts and believe in themselves to have those open-minded conversations or just like um you know open-minded mindsets <laughs> yeah just be open-minded yeah yeah i think it goes back to the due diligence part just yeah. got to back up the information that you have and if you can see the faults or you can't see the faults and yeah it's the information that's the what you go with there's so much fake stuff out so, at the moment. Like, have you heard of deep fakes? Yeah, oh, I mean, the internet's full of yeah. just conspiracies. Now. What's a deep fake? A deep fake is basically an artificially intended, artificially generated picture or video of like a famous person, a celebrity, anyone, it could be mm. you, where they basically <laughs> change what you say, change what you look like. They can basically manipulate it so More it's like you are saying something to a camera, right? but it's not you and you're not saying anything. So it's a completely CGI based, no you know what way. I mean? Wow. And now it's hitting the porn industry. So like there are heaps of actresses that have deep fake versions of themselves where like just guys or whoever has just made these versions of these like Emma Watson and they put her face on a porn star and wow. it's undetectable. Cause it's like, it's from th- all That's angles. Crazy. You cannot tell that it's not Emma Watson. Wow. That's wild. And she's naked. That's, well, that's... So that's going to happen <laughs> with everyone. 
There's going to oh, be a deep fake version of you, Alex, that, that people are going to have for their own amusement. <laughs> I mean, I freaking hope not. <laughs> just, just hit me up. <laughs> no, legit. And also, um, Adobe, the new Adobe, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like Photoshop for sound. Wow. So you can take what someone, like, let's say Joe Rogan, someone who has been talking for hours every podcast on the internet, you can take like a library of every word he's ever said and basically just make up stuff so like, in his series. voice. Yeah, in his voice though, yeah. so it sounds like him. If you YouTube Joe Rogan deepfake, there's a video of like someone saying stuff that Joe Rogan would say as Joe Rogan, but it's just not him. And you cannot tell. See, I feel like a lot of people do that with the Morgan Freeman stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stuff where he's like narrating stuff that he just wouldn't normally narrate. But imagine if it was a video of someone that looked like you speaking in your voice as you to a camera and you cannot tell that it's It's like almost being like waking up the next morning completely hungover from a blackout night and you're like did I really say that? yeah <laughs> although you didn't <laughs> in this case yeah scary I don't know what the future no one's going to be able to believe anything in the future like yeah. yeah but I also think as technology advances there'll be ways to detect sort mm. of things like that we will I mean as a measure of our society we'll find a way to detect things and the right sort of technology will be in place mm. to detect sort of shit stuff like that because we can't as a, like that is too much of a you know needle in a haystack yeah. So, if not, otherwise there's going to be like fake presidential addresses. Exactly and right. Like you know, and people, people are, yeah. It's just going to do a lot more detriment than I think it is going to do any good. So, mm. something like that. The government or someone who has got the high power of making the authority of doing something in yeah. place with technology will definitely take over. Far out. Crazy sc- shit. Scary in the future, eh? <laughs> yeah. But um, before we continue to speak about all these crazy topics, I want to know a little bit more about you, Josh. About me. Like what, what you do. Tell us about yourself For anyone listening They don't um, know you I know you, you, you Both of you guys Are some of my best friends Well two of my best friends Well at the moment this current moment I'm currently working on Starting a fashion label cool. um, Writing a movie So at the moment creative, uh, Creatively writing a storyline For a movie That I've had in my uh, head For a while It mm-hmm. once came to me In a dream So I'm just sort of Putting it all onto paper And hopefully Sort of turning it into A, a masterpiece Of what, what I want it to be um, And I'm currently Working on music So I'm been singing, doing singing lessons with uh, a really good friend of mine, Margie. She's an awesome singing teacher. Mm-hmm. I, you know, couldn't re- recommend a singing teacher any higher. She's just, you know, been so patient and so good with me, and we've come such a long way in such a short period of time. And yeah, I, she's awesome. So, you know, um, I, you know, gotta really pay my respect to, to Margie. We've been training for about a year and a half now, and music's my sole passion. Like, there's a lot of things I would like to do in this world and in the footprint that I want to leave behind. But you know, I would love for music to be the backbone of it all and uh, it's the direction I'm really heading in it's where I'm really my main focus in the moment mm. why do you love music do you think it's because you have uh, such a good platform to tell a story I yeah I do believe it's it, you know I, I think there's so many ways that a story can be told with music it's you know your voice can say one thing and tell one story and your lyrics can, can tell a different story and then a beat can make your body move and make your body feel a story mm. and there's so many ways that there's so many different stories and the one sort of small piece of art and um you know I, I i found music as a muse growing up you know it was i didn't think i had an easy childhood i didn't have the worst childhood but you know i found difficulties in my own childhood and i really found music as an escape and a muse and i used to idolize and you know really love listening to music and i would spend a lot of my past time listening to music and mm-hmm. i just you know for the times of doubt in my life or the times of hardship you know i just want to give back to music what music once gave to me and that mm-hmm. was a reason and a purpose to stay around and push through to push through and push through find time. find the light at the end of the tunnel <clears throat> it's crazy that like all of our escapes have become mm. like 
our lives, like our passions. Exactly, yeah. Like yeah. it started off as just yeah, something that we, we did because it was, it was a necessity. Yeah. Like we just weren't happy or yeah, maybe- There are only forms of joy. Yeah. yeah. And then like, as we've grown up, sort of society has changed with us in a way that's been like, oh no, that's the value. Like yeah. it's those things that we used to use as escape music, video, whatever, rapping, freestyle, mm. drones, just whatever, creating. Yeah, that's what's now in, that's what's now um, in society the most yeah. valuable. Well, bro, your, your job right now, that wasn't really a thing 15 years ago. It's still barely a thing, but yeah. Like, it's still barely a thing. Like, yeah. flying little electronic wannabe helicopters that have a little camera on it. Yeah. That it, makes movies. Yeah. If you asked a, a younger version of me, like, what yeah. I'd be doing when I'm older, this would not even make the top 20. Wow. Because it, like, even though I loved, I knew what I loved young, which was, like, creating and, and, and photography and video and editing and stuff, Drones weren't even a possibility wow. until a few years ago to the point where like my high school year 12 careers advisor basically was just like, yeah, you're screwed. Like, yeah. There's, nothing, yeah. there's nothing out there for oh you. My God. And then I was sort of in a position where I was like, all right, I'd like to just create videos and edit and you know, do that sort of stuff. Or um, I, you know, Gary Vee taught me this, pick a niche and own it. Yeah, for real. So I was just like, drone. I'm just gonna own it. I enjoy flying drones. Let's just see what, like, what can happen and then somehow the drone man was available on Instagram. That's so <laughs> I got lucky there. And um, I sort of just went with it. And um, I'm so grateful I did. It's introduced me to so many amazing people and experiences. Mm. Like that time we went to the Maldives. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't so fly, crazy. if I didn't pick up a drone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so many amazing experiences of my life have just happened from that. And the people that you've touched too. Yeah. I know a lot of people who come up to me and I know that you speak very openly about mental health as well on yeah. Instagram, which is something I really appreciate. Because it's something like something that needs to be discussed more nowadays. But you one one day you decided to do a poll, right? Mm. An anonymous poll that only you would see, and you would ask people if they're okay. And everyone who said no, you messaged them privately and would have a conversation with them. The the funny thing, the story behind that was I was actually on a job, mm. and um, I was just in the car. There was a lot of travelling involved, yeah. and I was just sitting there, and I was like, not okay. Mm. Like I was super like depressed, and anxious days, about something, and days. I was just not okay that day. And I just had the thought, I was like, far out. I can't talk to anyone in this car. That sucks. Like, they won't understand. They're like clients and like mm -hmm. people. I can't just be like, hey, I'm just friends. Yeah. So I was thinking like, you know what would be cool? If someone was just like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, cliche as hell. And then I was like, man, I can't be the only one who feels like that would be mm. a cool thing. So I was just like, are you okay? On my Instagram story. Yes, no, simple. Well, I didn't, put, I didn't plan it or think about it. And it just blew up and... You started a trend. Honestly. That yeah. I'd never seen on Instagram before. It was like a domino, like a chain reaction. 100%, which is so, you like, you have no idea the amount of people that you would have helped by doing such a small action like that. Dude, it blows me away. Cause like, that wasn't even the intention. I was literally just trying to help someone. Yeah. And it had this chain reaction where up, even to this day, people message oh, me yeah, like, it's so cool that you, you even care enough to ask. Mm. Like so many people just don't even care enough to ask. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting experiment and um, it made me realize that so many people are not okay. Mm. Like a third of my audience was not okay when I first did that part. That's a lot. That's a like, lot of people. You have what, 30,000 followers? Yeah. That's essentially Roughly, 10,000. Yeah. yeah, that's 10,000 like 10, yeah. people who were just like, I'm not okay. I got a bunch of messages from people saying like, thanks so much for asking. If you didn't ask, I was literally thinking about killing myself and then just talking to a stranger it just i didn't realize but it made me feel better mm. like things i didn't even think about going mm. into it 
and it just made me realize that like so many people aren't okay and it's so important not to um assume that isn't it is. isn't it crazy that such a small and simple thing mm. can impact such great mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in such great measures mm-hmm. like a simple task of asking a question which in your case putting a story up would have only generally taken two minutes to do mm-hmm. But you've completely impacted someone's day, someone's yeah. week, someone's month, probably mm-hmm. someone's year, mm-hmm. just by asking a question. You're reaching a hand into a deep sea of water and pulling someone out of the depths yeah. and giving them, you know, a chance to breathe and yeah. talk and elaborate on what's going on. And are they, you know, you're pulling them out of the water and helping yeah. them from drowning. And not just, in the I couldn't help them though. That was that was the one thing. I, I, I didn't go into it trying to help anyone. No. I just wanted to be that so that they mm. can talk and have someone listen. I never at any point promise them that anything I say is going to help because no, nothing not. anybody says yeah, could help me. Yeah, you're not professional for your advice, no. but yeah. you're Thank you, that professional in your experience though. Yeah. You're learning yeah. from your experience. Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> which often helps the most is storytelling. That's people it. wanting to relate to the story that you've been through. That's it. And so I couldn't help a lot of people, but I could say things such as, you know, like, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Mm. I went through something similar. Yeah. Um, and this is how I kind of dealt yeah. with it. Um, and yeah, you know, but then at the end of the day, people have bigger problems than me, man. Like some of the stuff I heard was just mm. soul crushing. Oh, man, like some crazy. of the stuff people are going through, it really put it into perspective. Like imagine just asking 10,000 random people, what's wrong? Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> and also, also they also would, would be trying to get your attention too. So like they're really just, they're going to let their feelings out yeah. in the best way. Cause oh, they, and trust the you, they, they follow you, they yeah. trust you. Yeah. They, you know. A couple guys got really angry at me. Really? Yeah, I get it though. I'm not no yeah. hard feelings, but like one guy was basically like, "You've done nothing. Like I've told you all my problems, and all you've said is I understand." I'm yeah, like, stuff. "I understand, man. Like you, you're in a shitty place. It's mm. negative, and I'm not helping necessarily, but mm. I can't." Yeah. <laughs> so I basically was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't helped you. Um, I hope it all works out." And then just ejected. But yeah, yeah. some people just are in such some dark places. Like, no, no, it's it's hard. You get so irrational. Yeah, when you're in those like little cloudy areas in life. Yeah, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, he accused me of doing it for the um, for like the fame, the, the, the recognition. Fame. He was like, yeah. I get it. Your yeah. your image is dying, and you need to revamp it. So I get why you did that. I'm like, cool, bro. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? Yeah, so, how dare I? Yeah, but that, I mean, that also just brought me to a thought. The fact of just pushing a button on Instagram stories, it's like, are you okay? Yes or no. That little action in itself would help people. Cause mm-hmm. just, just even if you, no messages were, were sent after it, just a little poll. Yeah. Just that are you okay? Yes or no? And like they could say no, and then but that's coming to a realization in their own head. Mm. So they're, they're that's like, what a bunch of people said. Yeah, they're, they're like, I actually thought I was okay until I read your poll, and then it made me think about it, and then I wasn't okay. Yeah. Like, and the first step yeah. is just acknowledging it, yeah. Yeah. and then your next step is just like accepting it, and then going with your day with it, maybe more optimistic approach. Like, how can I be okay? Mm. Which which is freaking awesome. But that just leads me to an, an idea that I don't know why charities don't do that. Yeah. Like there's all like, Lifeline is a beautiful, great charity that's been around for many, many decades. I could tell you why I think they don't do it. Yeah. It's not scalable. Well, Even I, for me, I struggled. Like I, the reason I don't do it anymore is because I got to the point where I, was, I wasn't giving good enough answers in depth enough. So I was like, I can't help mm-hmm. right now. So I sort yeah. of stepped back. It's hard to scale help. It'd, it'd be really hard, but also when like, there is so much money thrown into charities. And I know I've been having quite a lot of like meetings with like some politicians back home and just discussing the ways that we can help mental health and like better the, the, the funding from the government to put it in more beneficial areas. And we've been talking about like smaller charities because they are 
current, they're kind of modern, and like a lot of those traditional charities, it's, it's no one knows what social media's done to charity for, for mental health. True. Like, it's made it... It's made it so much worse. In so many ways. So, in some ways, it's enabled people to connect. Well, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But also, like, it can be, like, the, the yeah. defeat of, of some people. So you could use that, the negative, that platform, and have something like Lifeline. Are you okay, do, do those poll things. Like, are you okay? Do the poll and then have someone reach out on Instagram. Amazing. What yeah. if charities were to go around to schools, like most of them still do, I'm they assuming, do. Um, and you had the people, the, you know, the speakers uh, or the representations of the charities that were there, uh, they were all professionals in what they do, and I assume that they are. Um, if they were to do, like, with, in a classroom, and they were to do a talk in front of a, gra- a school grade or a classroom, that they were all to write, you know, yes or no on a little card with their name on it that was anonymously, anonymously put in a box and then the, the ambassadors for the charity could read and see which ones are in, in need of help and have a sit down talk with them mm. at the day of school and talk about mm. what measures can we do as your friend, as, your, you know, as a charity, as people that have understanding of what you're going through, how can we help? And it's completely anonymous you know, and the, the kid would get notified mm. you know, outside of being around his friends or in front of the classroom or wherever they may do the speech or whatever they do. Mm. And I thought, you know, it's kind of like an Instagram poll, but it's school in a more direct place in an environment that does unfortunately have a lot of social media bullying <clears> and that sort of stuff. And the stigma of mental health is, mm-hmm. you know, right in the middle of our schools and our, our high schools, especially. And unfortunately, it's really sort of just starting to trickle down into the primary schools. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. really, unha- like, you know, with social media and the access that we're People giving our younger, kids. Younger yeah. It's crazy. When we yeah. grew up, we go home and it's over. Yeah. The day is over. Exactly. Like, exactly. Any bullying, any issues... You gotta wait till next morning. Exactly. Now it follows every kid exactly. home on their phone, on their computer. It does not end. Yeah. That scares me. We exactly. kinda, I kinda had that transition when like I started using social media like twelve. And but then like it get just it once it started it got super intense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> coming from you especially. Oh dude, like <laughs> so I would be getting bullied at school and then going home getting bullied online. It's like it's crazy that you turned that into what and you turned was, it into. And the craziest thing is, is it was sorry to interrupt. It was cool. such an early experience into social media itself. Mm. So like, as like you know, it's your first experience on social media, you, funnily enough, at the forefront kind of when social media started to take its real big hit and take over most of our lives. Yeah. As per se, it, you were right in the middle of being bullied at that point as well. Yeah. So you, as a young kid, you, the way your mind would have been working would have been quite like. Holy shit, mm-hmm. what is this? Yeah, and why what, am what I doing it? And the internet, like, five, ten years ago was a different world. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there, was, <laughs> there was no boundaries with no, what no. people would say. 4chan. And no. It's like people have finally discovered this place where they can... What was that? <laughs> Some, We're we, currently being robbed. Yeah, wow. But, like... Oh, I just lost my train of thought. So, like, yeah, it, it, the internet's just completely... It, it's just evolved just, so just, quick. Yeah, just no, no boundaries. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally no boundaries. So people that finally found their platform of being able to go anonymous and just make someone else feel shit to make themselves feel better. Like, hey, this guy seems happy and he's doing cool shit. I'm gonna ruin his day. What percentage <laughs> of the of the population do you think actually gets a kick out of being rude or just being a dick oh, on the dude, internet? Fuck it. I think we'd be surprised. I think so. To be honest, think about a YouTube yeah. video with like 10 million views, right? Yeah. There might be like a few thousand comments. You know, you know what I mean? Or maybe like, let's go 10,000 comments. Out of that 10,000, 100 of them are just complete and Negative. utter drop kicks in life. Just like, nah, 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 nah. you know what I mean? That, but then we base our, how we feel about ourselves on that 0.01% of people. You know what I mean? 
where we should just be ignoring them. Yeah. Like it should just be noise. Like it's telling me. Think, have you ever had a day when you're like, you know what I feel like doing today? Adding negativity to the internet. I like know. something that already has so much. Yeah, like there's just so many other ways to spend your time that it makes me wonder like who these people but are to begin with. Going off that, if I'm watching something or I see something on the internet that I think feel quite negative towards or you know upsets me or sparks me in a, ne- in a negative way, I um you know I don't sit there and go, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell this person. Yeah. I you know that's just too much energy for me to go out and like watch something that I think negatively and go, okay now it's my turn to absolutely rain hell on this person. Yeah. It's like a thought. I just fight. don't think that. You're, you're, like, like, <laughs> you're like thought fighting onto the internet. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna. Like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know, I just think I think the negative thoughts that I have against the video or the post or the article, or whatever it may be. And then I move on with my day. Yeah. I don't yeah. sit there and dwell on it and try and take action in my own hands of why using negative words or meanings to, to mm. anything. It's just like, what's the because point? You're not entitled. What am I going to get out of it? Yeah. What's your opinion? I'm entitled, but you know, it's like driving. Every, you don't have the, you know, everyone's got the right to drive. And how crazy is road rage? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's road like rage is like the internet it's like when you're behind someone and you want them to speed up you hoot but if it's you going slow and someone's hooting at you you're like chill out bro yeah. <laughs> like, what's the rush you know driving's a privilege not a right and I feel like the internet's a privilege not a right yeah. and we should really you know take our, take control and take reins on this outbreak of what we've got going on and you know start to but knuckle down as a society and understand what's going on and the power that we have like little Dickie's video about the earth yeah, yeah. you know that's that, cool yeah, that was a really cool, and I think it's spread, like you know. Well, I think it's a great song. It's spreading a great message, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. And he's got a lot of big influential people, and that's the, they do it. And I know. actually didn't like the song, but I really love the didn't message. That. <laughs> yeah, the message is incredible. The message, yeah, the message in the song. And but I, that's what makes a song so good. Yeah, for sure. Exactly right. It's not um, no, it's not like his past work, Two Stone, or have you seen Too High? Yeah, that one's yeah, great. I love Lil Dicky. Yeah. We, we've just been watching um, for anyone listening. Anyone listening? <laughs> we just be watching Lil Dicky freestyles. Oh yeah. Sway in the morning. Wow. It's one of my favorite things to do is watch freestyles, freestyle raps. Sway yeah. in the morning. We always spit some fire. No, 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 no. Correction. These two spit fire. <laughs> I'm yet to spit fire, but it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. yeah. It will happen. <laughs> we love spitting the solo little freestyle. That's for sure. Absolutely. It is absolutely yeah, totally pouring in here, and the camera might die soon, but we can right. just continue without. Um, continue without. Yeah. So what school did you go to? I went to a public school in the city's North Shore called Sorry. Kalara High. Kalara High? Yeah. Is that all, all boys or co-ed? Co-ed, okay. every religion, every, like, <laughs> to be fair, it was like 50% Asian. It was a multi, multicultural. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like North Shore, Sydney. Okay. Oh, wow. A lot of smart kids. Um, really good school, really balanced. Mm. Like, I, I like the fact that I didn't go to a private school just because I got to see, I, I don't know, public schools represent reality a bit more to me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I get it. If I could go to a private school, I probably would have. That mm. is it's expensive. No, I know what you mean though. Like public school is definitely, it's more of a reality because there's less pressure. Yeah, and guys and girls yeah, <laughs> together. Yeah, on, on everybody being perfect, there's less pressure on that. I went to a really private school, St. Augustine's. Yeah. And it's, they really focused on rugby and acad- academia. And that just, they, both of those things weren't my thing. I just wanted to surf and like, wanted to do music, make videos and just travel. And that, it was it's really, crazy how much you really showed them, right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually expelled from school. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on. Did you really? Yeah. What happened? You got expelled? 
Yeah, I got asked to, go to ask to leave. Okay. I definitely want to go into it, yeah. but I want to I hear more about your stories. Okay. Okay. We'll bring that's a story for almost another podcast. Fair. Um, or I, could, I could speak for ages. <laughs> definitely going to ask you about. Yeah. It. But what school did you go to, Josh? Uh, you went to a couple. Yeah, I was at um, originally at Hunters Hill High School, and then I moved to uh, Epping Boys High School. Mm-hmm. And you know, Hunters Hill High School was a very, very public school. Uh, I mean that because not always had the best rep as a high school. And I mean this in the nice way. It wasn't probably the best school to attend. I found myself in quite a lot of trouble there, and you know, I wasn't really getting what I wanted out of the school. I didn't find it a great environment. I, fi- I found it like a very isolating environment. Um, and then I moved to Epping Boys High School, which was an all boys public school. But again, it was more so like in the spectrum of uh, in the sort of being a private school and a public school. Like we mm-hmm. still had to wear a you know, button up shirt, tie, yeah. black leather shoes. That was like my second school that I went to. Which was, which was, which was cool because it kind of made me sort of have a little bit more structure to my day. And I kind of took it a little bit more seriously. And, mm-hmm. you know, but um, yeah, changing from that, like the bullying and like, again, going back into social media, depression and all that sort of stuff. It, being in an old boys school was dramatic. It was so much different, and there was less, you know, bitchiness, and there was less, you know, there was a problem. There was a problem, and the boys brought it up face to face, and yeah. it was all solved there and then. You know, it was no sort of behind the back, and you know, isolation at all. It was, you know, and I really loved every like the last two years I spent at high school. What age did you move schools? Uh, I was seventeen. So in year ten, year ten. Yeah, I spent <coughs> eleven and twelve at Epping Boys. Mm. Yeah. Everyone kind of grows up too. I feel like everyone's just figuring them, themselves out. I mean, everyone's constantly figuring yeah. themselves out. Yeah. But oh, it's just a hormonal mess. Year seven and ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting how you bring that up though. Like you think in co-ed schools where there's girls and guys that there's a little bit more drama behind the back. Also, yeah. people just don't understand. Like it's the first real glimpse of drama. People don't even know how to act at that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people. Because everyone's trying to impress. Everyone's the trying. Oh, like, yeah. 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 And and no one's old enough to realize that everyone can see what they're doing. So it's like it's really immature environment. Mm. We we all you all grow out of it, like. Oh, of course. Yeah. You see, you see people from school now. I, I had a I lot of friends that I hated at probably, school. Yeah. And now friends with like because we were just young. Yeah, young. of course. Yeah. No, exactly. One of my really good friends, uh, Alex Pritchard, we used to not like each other in high school. And coming out of high school, we've grown, you know, I catch up with him every week. We hang out, we go mm-hmm. get a coffee and talk about our lives and we talk about our goals and we try and help each other in the best way possible. And I think he's a very special human in my life because, like, you know, I really, you know, enjoy his company and think he's got a special personality and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's crazy. Back in high school, we never used to really get on. Like, we got on, but we sort of didn't. And it was a bit awkward. But I think it was just us being very immature and mm-hmm. now we've both grown up. and Probably also threatened by each other because you're obviously similar. Yeah, p- possibly. Very possibly. But uh, yeah, no, I started high school and I went to a school, I kind of, my, uh, whole f- my brother and his sister both went to private schools in Sydney, one went to Riverview and one went to Loretto, and I was meant to go to, uh, meant to go to Riverview, but I made the bold choice in year six with about like two weeks to go to school and I decided that I wanted to go to somewhere completely different, throw myself in the deep end and go to a school I had no friends at, had no, no idea about. New start. Yeah, and just wanted a clean start, new friends, and I did that, so I went and moved to Hunters Hill while all my friends from primary school were going to review and I sort of just took a leap of faith and trusted my gut. And What's that like, day one, year seven? It was, um, it was pretty scary. I feel like I've got a pretty um, bubbly personality and I you know, was sort of young and didn't really care, didn't really have any expectations. I kind of walked into the whole thing with an open mind of what it could be, I didn't really 
really look for anything. I, I actually bonded with the older grades a lot more. I was actually really good friends with the guys that were in year 10 and 9 when I was in year 7. So I used to spend a lot of time at the skate park with those guys, and which was you know, a bit weird because I was the year 7 kid, but I, I you know, took really good pride in like hanging out with them, and they were really mature people, and you know, they watched over me, and they were very protective of who I was growing up, and I really appreciate them as people. That's crazy. I also had a similar story, like befriending the the older grades. Yeah, I had a lot of seven. friends too, and yeah. I still do. A yeah. lot of yeah. my friends. I mean, fuck. How, how old are you? <laughs> Twenty eight as of last week. As of wow, the last week. That's right. yeah. I my family asked me that the other day, and I actually didn't know. I was like, twenty seven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and no one in my family knew, which is a bit of a kick in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> Twenty eight years around the sun. I know, wow, right? it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's been been a blast. What's your first memory? Actually, we're thinking about it recently. Um, it's one of those nonsensical ones that it, it's like my memory kicked on like two years before it should have. And I remember just being in South Africa when I was like two years old. Wow. Just my brother stepped on a bee in our garden. How long did you spend in South Africa? Growing? I moved here when I was two and a half. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't move here. I was two and a half. My parents moved here. And do you remember <laughs> much? Do you I was moved here. Do you remember much of the move itself? Nothing. I don't remember anything other than that single memory from wow. South Africa. Um, and... Even when we got here, it was just a blur. My first proper memory is probably like four years old in preschool. If you don't mind me asking, what was the reason for you? you South know? Africa was just so unsafe at the time. Yeah. It's just Where in South Africa? Johannesburg. Johannes oh, wow. That's so it was very um, dangerous. Yeah. right at the end of apartheid, um, which is the separation between blacks and whites. And things were just becoming really intense. And my dad was just basically, he just did the maths. He just had the thought, like, I can't bring up kids here. Like, yeah. mm. you can't stop at traffic lights because yeah, you might get hijacked. Crazy. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, you, every house is like a gated community. Um, wow. It's just a different world where, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't want to grow up there. Like, I've never been back. I don't yeah. want to go back. There's yeah. nothing for me in South Africa. Wow. Really? I yeah. think South Africa is incredible. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, get, don't get me wrong. Oh, and you mean Cape just Town, in, in Johannesburg? Yeah, I would never yeah. live in Johannesburg. Yeah. Cape Town stunning. Yeah, and Kruger National Park. My dad oh, had a farm on Kruger National Park. Beautiful area. Yeah. I mean, literally one of the wonders of the world. But I wouldn't live there. I'd yeah. go and visit. I mean, we're just so lucky living in Sydney. Literally so, so lucky. Yeah, in Sydney, Australia. In Australia. In Australia. In Australia. I mean, what a beautiful island just we have. Like, it's just so ridiculous that mm. this was a prison country. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's send them there. Yeah. How terrible. Let's send them to tropical paradise for a terrible year. The crime rate's going up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send them away from the Black Plague in London. Like, are you serious? Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just from traveling so much as well, going to a place like the, the Maldives, and I've been to Lombok right after the, the tragedy, and seeing how people live, yet it's still wow. so positive. It's like, I come home and people are complaining about, like, what we the internet's much, out. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, the internet's out, or even just like, how much I saw something cost. recently how everyone in Australia who was in like the medium to the low to medium income range, they got $1,000, right? Mm, from the government. Yeah, and I was on Facebook. Yeah. I've actually deleted Facebook on my phone. Yeah. This is when I had it. And people were complaining that it wasn't enough. Okay, that's entitlement. It's entitlement, bro. And it's just like, oh, warning Australians, you're getting $1,000 out of your bank account for no reason other than just a slight stuff up on our end. Yeah. That gets you more money. Oh, it's not enough. Like, yeah. What? Okay, well then we'll just take it back. You want yeah, the bad, yeah, yeah. You want the bad attitude? Like, we'll take the money back. It's so crazy <laughs> how entitled people are. Yeah. Like Same. people think that they're owed something. And yeah. I mean anything. Like people think they're owed to be served first at a restaurant or they're owed to, you know, just little yeah, things. Like, just little things. It's like, at the end of the day, no one owes you shit. No one owes you shit. <laughs> like, 
any anytime I find someone who is treating a waitress, oh god, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you click at a waitress, I'm not your friend. Yeah. Simple as that because I've been a waiter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've been in that position. I've done bartending, and if someone clicks at you, you're not a person to them. Yeah. Like my dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I get the idea behind you going some like. I get the idea behind going somewhere for a service, but it's another human. It's another human who doesn't want to be there, who has their own life, yeah. um, and is just doing their best to make a little bit of money, and yeah. you, you, you're not seeing it at all. Yeah. You're just like, what can I get now? In, in, in America, though, they have to work for them. Like, they get tips. They get paid tips. Of it. They get paid tips. So yeah. Obviously, I get how in America there's a little bit more of a, an expectation, whereas when you go to restaurants, there's a little bit more of like a better service like you go there for a better service and then you have to tip yeah because you have to tip over there yeah otherwise you're just it's really heavy <laughs> yeah but Tom. in australia like it's a set pay yeah mm. like so like there's no reason you, know, to be you don't work. have to try your hardest mm. you know you're gonna make that guaranteed dollar at the end of the day yeah, yeah. Which at the end of the day you're getting food like how lucky are you to have a fucking yeah. meal? Like people at the airport who complain that their flight's delayed because of like actual safety concerns. I'm like, but bro, I need to get to where I'm going. It's like, <laughs> it's a safety concern. <laughs> like we're trying not to kill you here. Yeah. And you're like, ah. it's like, what happened next? Louis CK had a, a joke about that. He's like, yeah. And then what happened? Did you fly through the sky in comfort while watching a movie and eating dinner? Like. Does that just go over everybody's head how crazy that is when it used to take months to get anywhere by boat? Yeah. Like, and you might die. Like, people that wanted to come to Australia before, it's like 50-50. Like, yeah, you, it's three months and you might die. Mm. Yeah. And now it's like, my flight was delayed 20 minutes because of a volcano. It's like, yeah. Because it's dangerous. Impatience. Impatience yeah. is such a big thing today. This perspective, like when Today's stuff like that happens, so, so many people are so quick to be like, to charge up and get yeah. defensive. It's mm. like, just take a step back. Just think about the whole situation here. Obviously it's dangerous. Mm. People don't want you to die. You gotta remember there's professionals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Airlines can sometimes be absolute dicks though. Of course but, they can. But yeah. still, In general, it got you to where you were going. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm not thing at all. When? I'm entitled. <laughs> on a boat for like three months literally we, yeah, I, no, I get it I get patience we had a flight recently on the way to Bali that had to have the whole engine taken off and replaced with a new one yeah and we were chilling we are just like yes yeah, we, we were like, yeah, uh, take we your were, time we'll come back <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're I'm fun. not fucking dying in a kayak yeah, yeah like, we're yeah, like do what you need yeah. to do but just make sure everything's bolted on yeah, yeah. 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 as soon as we get to go there yeah imagine yeah. we're like, like what about engines broken but uh, we understand you have to get there so we're just going to risk it yeah. <laughs> like, can, can we do it with what? But it was crazy to see how many people were actually complaining at the, oh, yeah. at the yeah. gate. Where were we the other day? We were, we were eating. We were in, at Pacino in Bagala, and oh my god, we saw the the Rangers, who's a really like a, a kind of young girl, obviously one of her very first days in the job or something. Yeah, delivers this coffee or tea to this old lady. Um, not old; she's probably like sixty-five or whatever. And the the tea was pretty hot. And she made she made a hissy fit saying that it was too hot. What like did she, she really want though? A cold tea? Well, it's just like I'm gonna send back this tea or coffee because it's too hot. Because I or, it is not perfect. Yeah, it's like can you not wait two minutes for it to cool down? Like it's in the like it's the middle of winter in Australia. It's cold. And if it wasn't any hot, if it wasn't that hot, she would have been like, it's not hot enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, people's expectations mm. literally drive them to make the most irrational. If you don't like people, have people make tea for you, then just go make your own tea. Yeah. 
I find I kind of enjoy those moments a little bit when I see someone else being like that because I'm like, life must be really difficult for you. Yeah. Like everywhere you go is a problem. Mm. <laughs> like, like things aren't perfect ever. So if you're aiming for perfection in your cup of tea or whatever, you're just not gonna get it. You're no. gonna be miserable. Yeah. It's also I guess you can never really understand what everyone's going through as well. Yeah. yeah it could be shit time in their life. Oh yeah. There's two sides to every story. Oh, I'm a huge hypocrite. Yeah. I, in, in the car like if I'm in a rush and someone's driving slow I don't care what they're going through hurry up <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. but if like if it's me if it's reversed and like I'm driving my grandma to the hospital and like yeah. I have to go slow because she might have a heart attack and someone's up my ass like I'll just be like slow down what's the rush you know yeah. like <laughs> just complete hypocrisy yeah with driving I think I I'm a huge believer in karma mm. and so like everything I do driving I'm like it'll be reversed so I always try to let people in and if people are being like super rushy and like on my ass and shit, I'm like, it'll come back. Yeah. This is why I've had so many accidents. You just blew my mind. Well, it's just like, I'm a dick. <laughs> well, no, 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 you're a dick. I'm not trying to say that. It's just like, everything's, you know, um, reciprocated, if that's the right word, yeah. on the road. Like, mm. you let someone in front of you, I feel like when you need to get in, like, emerge into a lane, it'll happen to you. Mm. I guess it's a bit of like a, Karma thing. Yeah, karma, law of attraction. Like talking to Josh about this last night, she's like, I actually think karma is real, and if this is a simulation, it's programmed. It is definitely into real. the simulation. Whereas it's an like, algorithm. It's an algorithm, exactly. Where it's basically like the more value you give, the nicer you are, the more it comes back. Simple. Mm -hmm. It's not that crazy to think that like someone that's nice is going to get more stuff in life. In, when I think about it, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's the word? It's kind of not hypocritical. Fuck it, I can't think of a word, but it's kind of like a double standard when you're doing an, a nice action with the thought of you're going to get it back. It's kind of contradicting with the this whole is, idea of This is hard because I have person. a story right now, but it's just going to play into what you're saying, which is like, <laughs> it only makes sense if you talk about it. But, but with, with driving, I think if you're good on the road, then yeah. you think that everything you do will be returned, mm. that's fine. Whereas like, in general, I feel like people just want to be nice for something in return. True. Like, why not just be nice for the sake of how it makes you feel? Just do good for the sake of yeah. This defeats the whole purpose of this conversation. But yeah, the other day I gave a homeless person five dollars and yeah. I didn't tell anyone about it oh, <laughs> until, yeah. until this moment. I mean, no, it's but, yeah. still good to tell people because, like, yeah, like, you want to spread good. Yeah, you want to spread. Good. But you don't want to do it only to make yourself look better. No. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Big difference. Because you just told me that story. We're trying to find a homeless person and give them money. So, well, well, Josh, I've. Prime example, we were in Melbourne recently, right? Yes. We were there recording some music, hanging out, um, and we we're out pretty late because Melbourne's like, Melbourne's like a little New York, yes. <laughs> like the Australian yeah. version yeah. of New York. Yeah. Like, like people are up at 3 a.m. walking the streets and shit. <coughs> so we we're up pretty late, um, and we were walking downstairs just to go for a walk and have a little work break. And we saw this homeless man on the side of the street. And, and as we're walking past, this other guy from across the road starts running over and he looked like he was, he was on meth for sure. He was on some he was crazy on some, yeah. shit. And he ran up to this homeless guy. He was holding a crowbar. Yeah. At first we thought he was coming to us and we were like a little taken back by that. Like, oh shit, we're about to have to, having to fight this guy with a crowbar. Then he runs straight past us and goes straight to the homeless man. He says, give me your fucking shoes. And he said the C word. Um, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. But he's like, give me the fucking shoes, guy. And or else he'll, or else he'll kill him. Yeah. Me. And we're like, whoa, like this guy's just ran up to this homeless man and said, give me your Literally, shoes or I'll kill yeah. you. The one thing that homeless man probably treasures more than anything yeah. in life. Which, and it was, it was super confronting, but the thing is, There's nothing we could we do. Could not, you couldn't intervene because either one of them could have been on drugs. One of them looked like he was heavily intoxicated on drugs. Either one of them could have been on drugs. And if something had him out breaking, 
no, Alex and I were going to do any good in trying to intervene because we were only putting ourselves in danger and fueling their rage. So we sort of had to stand in the shadows and kind of overlook what was going on, but sort of pretend that we were going on about our nights. Um, our lives. Our lives, sorry. <laughs> our nights. Uh, no, I said our night. Yeah, yeah. Our and night. Um, anyway, the guy took off, the guy took his shoes off and the other guy with the crowbar grabbed his shoes and, and ran off. And ran off. And uh, we went, I think we went to a, a convenience store and we bought some snacks and stuff like that. Yeah. And I turned around and I walked up to the hotel we were staying at and I got a pair of shoes that I hadn't worn before that I took on the trip. And I walked downstairs and I gave them to him and luckily mm. he was a size 10 and I'm a size 10. So mm. I gave him some brand new kicks. So yeah, it, was, but, it was super nice of you. Yeah, and it was awesome. What was his reaction? Um... It was kind of weird about it. Was it kinda, was kind of weird about it. I think he was like... We felt really self-conscious. Yeah, I think like, he was probably a little embarrassed about it all. Yeah. Um, you know, and like having someone come up to you with a crowbar saying they're going to kill you for your shoes, I think, you know, that's a, no matter how many times it happens to you, it's still confronting as it is. So, you know, I think he was in a, probably in a weird mind space, but I hoped, you know, that he was... Yeah, you know, in the middle of winter in Melbourne, it was freezing. I couldn't, I couldn't let him just sit yeah. out there with yeah. no shoes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's the much, as much as I wanted to and you know that's just the smallest thing i could do at that time so it's just empathy like yeah. wow if that was me how would i feel yeah, yeah exactly exactly like, yeah so the other day i was in bed and it was like i was warm and i was like it was so cold outside it's middle of winter in australia if anyone's listening and like i just met had that moment of like that realization i was like if i was homeless how would i actually get warm right now mm-hmm. and like i got to the end of it and i was like probably like shove newspapers yeah. up my shirts and stuff and then yeah. i was like people are going through that right now all over the world, just cold yeah. and homeless. And here I am bitching about like, my internet's slow, or my phone bill's too high. <laughs> like, the stupid, like little things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or petrol's expensive today. <laughs> like, really have no problem. Um, I mean, I don't mean to minimize people's problems. Everyone's got problems. Yeah, everyone, everyone's used to that. It's just that our problems, yeah. <laughs> our problems are, what's the word, um, very, fortunate to have like we're fortunate to have the problems yeah, of our yes. caliber we have yeah, yeah like yeah. we're not trying to find a place to get warm and sleep and not die mm. you know what i mean yeah. our problems are just yeah. really really lucky problems to have yeah this is going to sound super far-fetched but also just like when you're in a place like australia like you have to be in some really dark places to be homeless there's a lot of help like there's we have a lot of help and there's we have a lot of opportunities what if you don't have family though I know that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to sound super far-fetched. Yeah. It can be taken wrongly. And, but just like, I feel like some people just let themselves get to that as well. Mm. It's yeah. a mix. As heavy as it sounds. Like, it's both. I had, the, I had that exact question to someone the other day. I said, why is there such a homeless person? And number one, there's drugs and people get into a mind mm. state of this is their life now. Uh, and people just accept it. There's a lot of people that accept it and they're happy doing nothing and owning nothing. and Being a victim. Having no responsibility and yeah, being, being a victim. You know, people are happy with that sort of, you know. I, I wouldn't say way. happy. They're no, just not happy. accustomed to it. Yeah. That's yeah. all they know. Well, it's yeah. easier yeah. for them Much to, better take, words. to blame everything exactly. for their own problems as exactly. opposed to taking account easier, for the yeah. fact that, like, you could find a place to shower. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Mm. You could find a way to get money to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Again, not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, but life's not easy. Life's yeah, exactly. And we'll, what we all don't know, I mean, a lot of us do know, but like, life is such a struggle, but we are way more powerful than that struggle. Yeah, like absolutely. We all, are, we can overcome anything with our mind. The power of the mind is so yeah. incredible. That's what makes us different from all other animals. 
Well, yeah, we have the ability Free to will. think. Yeah. yeah, we have the ability to have ideas. We have the ability to like make our own perception and make our own like reality. And understand where we fit into it. Like we know we're gonna die. Yeah. Animals don't. Every day is like, another day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> but we're aware of the fact that there's a finite time on this earth. So we have more responsibility, but yeah. Um, it's a, just a different I think we're so different yeah. to any other animal it's so weird that humans exist yeah. Yeah. with saying that though uh, how like we are conscious of our death like it's gonna happen at the same time I think everyone be walking around like they're not gonna die yeah because mm. they're wasting their life mm. the people that don't know like mm. they, everyone be walking around like they're fucking immortal and what's like, that Gary Alan, says that yeah I was gonna say the Alan Watts thing music and life um, that mm. video where he's basically like yeah you you go through life and you're like, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. You go through preschool and they're like, here, year one. And then you go to year one and yeah. you go to year two and yeah. you, you keep going. Then you end high school and then it's like, here, kitty, kitty. You go to university. Yeah. And then after university, you get a job. Exactly. And then you work your way up the different hierarchy of the job. And then you get to the very, very top and you're like 40 years old. And then one day you realize, damn, that's not what I wanted to do. I feel exactly the same. Mm. It was all a lie. The whole thing mm. was a lie. And I feel the exact same. I don't feel any better. And then you think you've wasted your whole life. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. I, I, used to, I watched that Alan Watts cartoon in, done by the South Park boys. Um, have you seen it? No. I'll show you after this. Yeah, we'll have to watch it. And uh, it just, it made me sad that so many people, including like my parents probably, mm-hmm. went yeah. through that. <laughs> like, I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing yeah. shit. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Just on looking behind you, Adam, there's a thing that says no alcohol, which is for you, which is, you know, awesome. You're about to start a journey of trying to have no alcohol, which is, you know, a very exciting journey. Toughest thing I could ever do. Yeah. But you're coming up to 11 months. Of I, no, yeah, I'm coming up to 12 months. 12 months, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 12, months, 12 months. 12 months, no coffee, no alcohol. Mm. And in, yeah, in about 20 days from now, yeah. How do you feel? Wow. How does it feel? It's like, crazy. Yeah? In what way? Like, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is just how fast time has gone. Right? Yeah, since the day you decided. Yeah, I remember I, the day I gave it up, it feels like the other week. Was there, I've had this question myself that I've been in. Was there, the, was there something that made you make that call? Mm, with coffee, yes, but with alcohol, it was more of just like a, I was over it. I, yeah. did, I, I partied so much. Yeah. And it's not that I, like, I've always not been a drinker. I was a heavy drinker, like... In Australia, oh, yeah, big, wow. big, big big, you've got a very big drinking culture. And even sure. just being in LA, like as soon as I left school, I was traveling, and for every scenario I was in, there was alcohol involved. I was in a very like social scenario with social media. Like you're always meeting new people Older when you're people. out at night and just yeah. drinking and doing other stuff. Um, I just, I don't know, I just got tired of waking up in the morning feeling like shit and like the day's been wasted. And, and anxiety? Well, yeah, I, got, I had crazy anxiety and depression and the whole, the whole lot, but. I just wanted to cut all the bad food off the table. It was just a period in my life last year that um, after after realizing that when I was trying to push other mental health stuff during the Molokai, the big paddle I did, I came to the realization that I need for me to be the best help for everyone, I need to be 100% okay with myself. And like- Not just I okay need, with yourself, but healthy. Yeah, and healthy. And like, and I need to, needed to address some things. Like I was going to psychologist every day in school because of like the bullying and the shit that I was going through. But then as soon as I left, it was like the, the, the switch between the school life to the high life in such a short amount of time. I didn't have time to really think deeply about myself and like my, I don't know, just things I needed to. There's no manual yeah. for what you and a lot of people have gone through. You know what I mean? Like yeah. social media and uh, uh, just like, I guess overnight change in that respect. Like there's no manual in how to like 
you know, that whole childhood, every childhood star that makes it big, mm. you know, like Macaulay Culkin, he, he got screwed up. Yeah. And he was in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very easy to go off the rails. Yeah, I was um, just chucked in, chucked in the deep end, which yeah. is great. I, like, so I've learned so much the past four years that I have my whole freaking life. Yeah. Like, guaranteed, like, life. so much. I feel like I've lived four lifetimes since yeah. school. Yeah. Like, four lifetimes since school. It's crazy the amount, like, the amount of people I've met. Like, and you can learn a lot from people. I feel you can learn a lot of a lot from someone because you can take note of yourself from everyone around you because you start to realize Especially high value people like yeah for people sure. that are just crushing life yeah in whatever respect mm. and so as I, I was saying about what i decided to go to psychologist in the middle of last year and he actually prescribed me um antidepressants after like going eight times and that was the last resort i took one of them and i was like hey, you know what Fuck. i just like didn't feel right and i was like i know that I haven't done all the steps to be able to give myself a clear direction in becoming healthier and happier. And I just needed to cut the bad food off the table in my life. And alcohol was, seemed to be a big factor that I was drinking a lot. And it's, it's clear, it doesn't help your mental state. Mm. And coffee, I watched a video by Naz Daily, that, you know, the guy on Facebook who makes those videos. He made one about coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, coffee is a drug. I mean, if, I know that there is like studies that show coffee can be good for you. And all that, so but, can red wine. Yeah, so can everything. But like, Moderation. I wanted to teach myself some discipline too, just to get off the coffee because it always gave me anxiety. I was having like three to four a day. Like I'd go in before a meeting, they'd be like, oh, you want a coffee? And I've already had two coffees yeah. today, but I'll, I'll have another one because it's easy. And then it's you like crash. An icebreaker. It's like yeah. an icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting in a meeting, I'm jittering. It's like, fuck, and I got heaps of ADHD. I got like a, a, a big dose, I guess I can say. <laughs> and um, yeah, although sometimes it, it would affect me in, in a calm way, Sometimes it would make me super jittery. Even if it does affect you in a calm way, it's only momentary. Mm. It's like, then to wait till the, the crash, you know? Yeah, yeah so I was um, like, screw it, I'll, I'll give it up. Funny thing you say about antidepressants, mm. um, I haven't said anything to anyone about this mm. until this moment, but, but I was prescribed the same ones as you. Yeah, Lexapro. Yeah, 20 milligrams. Yeah. Um, I was taking that for like two years every yeah. day. And I haven't taken any in about four weeks. Yeah, you, you gave it up recently? I, right. I slowly weaned off. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, about four weeks ago, I just stopped taking it all together. How you feeling? To be honest, it's crazy because I'm more sensitive to life, mm-hmm. which is great. Fuck yeah. The re- it, it sort of t- it clips the, t- the top and the tail of your emotions. Yeah. So you can't go as high and you can't go as low. No, so no. you're sort of operating in the, in the between. Yeah. And now that I've stopped taking it, like I'm hitting those highs and lows again, but I'm okay with it. Like I can yeah. handle it. Yeah. Mm. Which is cool. Mm. And... Um, my doctor advised me not to, which is like another thing, which is like, even if you do feel like you have a grasp on it and you do know what might be best for you, like yeah. once you're on there, once you're on an antidepressant or whatever, it's very difficult to get approval to come off of that yeah. shit without you just doing what you want to do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel somewhat, because going through that and going through the moderation and the medium part of those, mm. those lengths, mm. coming out and you said, you're okay with it when you go to the peaks and the lows I missed of, it. of the emotion. Yeah. But you also somewhat understand it more now. Yeah, I know understand. what's happening. And you can recognize those moments and you can fully understand what's going mm-hmm. on and you can go, okay, this is what's happening mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it and I'm going to keep going until it's good, mm-hmm. you know? That's so true. It's, yeah. such, it's just so crazy because like, yeah, I used to have the exact same feelings but I didn't you have did, that mindset. The understanding yeah. and you didn't have the knowledge behind it. You didn't have the resilience. Exactly. Yeah. Resilience. And, and it caused breakdowns and drug yeah. problems yeah. and Irrational everything negative yeah. you can think of. Now it's like I miss it. It's mm. like now, like th- even little things. Like we were watching that movie last night, and like I'd seen that movie a hundred times. But last night it was better because I feel like I felt it more. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I felt the highs and lows more and there yeah. was more of a hero's journey in my head anyway. Yeah. The movie doesn't, hasn't changed. Yeah. No, exactly right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool. I didn't think that would happen. I thought coming off of it, I'd be screwed. Yeah. yeah I mean, when I was having those sessions, I was told that I was an unstable empath. Yeah. And I completely understand oh, that. Oh, bro, I relate like, to that. We're, we're very empathetic people. Yeah. And like when you're taking in a lot of other people's emotions subconsciously, because we're all, I feel like we're all kind of mm-hmm. like in tune with reading other people. And so when like you're feeling bad vibes all the time, it wears off on you and you're not able to handle it. Like you can try to handle mm-hmm. it. And, but then like when other people's problems become your problems and you can't handle it. You have to be in a really good problems, place. Yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta have these really strong foundations, the inner foundations to be able to process this, it all. The second time I did the are you okay thing, yeah. I actually wasn't in a good place. Yeah. And then I think I put out another story on my yeah. Instagram, like, hey guys, I just realized like I'm in no position to be helping yeah. anyone right now. <laughs> like yeah. I need to look after myself. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, people were like, yeah, of course. Like uh, we wouldn't want to talk to you if you're doing it for any other reason. Like you need to be in a good enough place to take on other people's mm. shit. Um, I think we all get in there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're not, it doesn't affect us like it used to. Yeah, no. I remember I messaged you and I was like, dude, just be really careful. You did. Because I was like... And this was right before you went, you turned your phone off on the yacht trip. Yeah. Yeah, it was right before I yeah. turned off like a month. Yeah, I remember. I was like, be careful, man. Like, mm-hmm. as nice as it, it, it is, like, you've got your own shit to deal with. I was luckily in a really, fu- like, fucking good place that first yeah. time. Second time, I got a bit cocky. Third time, I realized that it, it was kind of having an effect mm. on me, which sucks, because I wish I could just at any moment be that guy yeah but you, no, i'm not jesus christ yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i can't walk around healing people when i'm like fucked up inside yeah i feel that yeah that's the thing like the best way to help people is just lead by example yeah yeah inspire others through what you're doing yeah. some of the best messages i'm sure any of you guys have gotten is like hey you don't know me i don't know you i'm just been watching from afar but i just wanted to let you know that like since i started watching your stuff or listening to you like my life's improved and like this is better this is mm. better you didn't have to do anything you just yeah. had to do you so well that other people are like i'm gonna do him yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna do that thing he's doing and then yeah. like that's where the real change happens as opposed to being like hey are you okay talk yeah. to me yeah. tell me what's wrong both work but different approaches <laughs> what's well, that like saying you can you can put the food in front of your pet but he won't eat it can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make yeah, a drink. Yeah, you can lead a horse yeah. to water, but you can't make a drink. But it's like you can tell people how to be better. You can tell people like what will work and stuff. But at the end of the day, like there's a natural stubbornness in humans that if we didn't come up with our own idea mm-hmm. ourselves, then it's not legit. It's like me seeing you sad, being like, "Hey, Alex, cheer up." It's like, yeah, it's be happy. Like, hey, dude, like, like, the thing you're easy, doing easy for you to say. Yeah, stop doing it. Just like take the sadness and like. Turn that frown upside down, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Shut it's up, like, dude. you're being nice, but shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? You don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. So it's 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 like essentially planting the seed in people's brains to then for for them to take those actions and those steps to start doing more positive things for themselves. The reason why I think you're so successful is because you make it undeniable. Anyone can just look at your life from any perspective that they come from and be like, whatever he's doing is working. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much cool, like, amazing stuff around that person that, like, I either adapt or I die. <laughs> like, that's how I kind of feel when I look at people like you or, like, other people that are just, like, where I want to be. I'm like, yeah, I could get upset that I'm not there. Or I could, like, embrace that I'm not there mm. and try to be there. Like, try to do what yeah. they're doing. I think definitely about, like, the way that you present your life to people is you let people vicariously live their lives through yours. Mm. 
and you you know you give them you paint this picture and you show them this world and that people enjoy and they soak it in and they live vicariously your life yeah so i think that's awesome yeah i appreciate that i I guess like when i first kind of started this whole like social media journey i mean there's there's different phases of my social social media journey but i'm saying like the the first times i was going to la and like i kind of got most of my followers like getting his followers throughout the day and stuff there was always this like I need to showcase my life to be the best and it's just like I always used to have this mindset of showing what people can't have and I, like it was cool and all like it still is cool nowadays for people to only show what's almost impossible but I came to the realisation that in order for me to have the biggest impact and I want my life to leave a huge impact and I like I believe that's what I'm here for legacy. So a fucking legacy yeah of course but I in order for me to do that I need to be like relatable and understood so I want to show that I am, am so normal like I've been through so much shit as well like I've I could tell stories that would make people not believe like you I went through one last night yeah yeah, yeah. That, like I went through and like people were like no fucking way like you're here like that's cool a lot of people just think that I've had this dream life which I have from the outside in but there's also no like, you turned it into that yeah but I was also I was very lucky with True. my environment growing up beautiful family great location great city like everything was in my um was in, in my grasp yeah. yeah was was at my footsteps but unfortunately the whole social um scenarios weren't too good for me jealousy is a bitch but yeah yeah but like i want people to know that they too can do absolutely everything that i do like it's so possible anything is possible anything that i do is possible i don't i don't want at, at all anyone to follow me and see what i do and think like Oh, like I, I, I can't do that. It's impossible. Like, or, or, like it's almost or, like flexing. Yeah, yeah. But also, or think that oh, the only reason you can do that is because you had a privileged upbringing. Or you know what I mean? Like, like people are always gonna think that. Of for course. Sure. And I, I get that. Yeah. But just like I used to fucking have all the videos driving the Lamborghinis and shit. And I'm like, that's uh, I want to show you the actual natural beauties in life that don't involve you know, stuff you, everyone can get, not yeah, Lamborghinis. Yeah. yeah. Or at least like stuff that people can work for and get. Mm-hmm. Because you got to work for what you want. Yeah. Right? You've shown me that through your work ethic, both of you. I'm learning a lot about both of your work ethics because um, we could have come away this weekend to get shit-faced and, and just party. Mm. We've come away to... I can, people can't see, but there's a whiteboard behind us mm. of like tasks that we all have to do by the end of the weekend. Yeah. And then <laughs> nothing to do with partying. It's yeah. like, <laughs> do more work. It's yeah. like, go for a run. <laughs> yeah. Like, record a podcast. It's, it's edit fun. some photos. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, you know, if you're bored, there's something on the whiteboard to do. Yeah. Exactly. Like we we we're using our time correctly, Very and wise. like the the stuff that people look at, like an edit that you do, that's just bomb. Like just an edit that you're watching, like oh my god, amazing. Like yeah, it wasn't amazing editing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you still had to sit down, yeah. get all the footage in one place, sit down and it'd be a critique for like ten hours, and not be not be happy with it, and move stuff around, and then maybe, and then like eventually, yeah, you have that video that makes people go wow, but. I'm telling you, like, it's really hard to get there. Mm. Like, unless you you know how to manage yourself, you're not going to end up with that video. Like, you could film it. Good luck editing it. Yeah. With emotion and impact, with a good song, Mm. and all that jazz that you guys are killing it. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on a subject while we're here, because it's actually uh, Pride Day over in Europe. Mm. In America, Pride Day. Pride Day. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to touch on sexuality. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, I'm very privileged. I think you know, I, I'm very welcoming to the whole 
in a weird way. I was like, holy, like, what is that? Yeah, maybe it made me feel super uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. Like, so, so, so Josh, impossible. there's this virtual reality game where these two guys end up playing against each other, like mm. Mortal Kombat, like one-on-one fighting. Like, yeah. Ready. Like Super Smash Bros. Right. Yeah. If yeah. it was better quality and like better, the characters had a lot more um, detail. Detail. Yeah. Sure. And one of the guys chooses a male character to fight with, and mm. one of the other guys chooses a female character to fight with. And they're attractive. They're yeah, and like mid-fight, they just but start making out. Before you, before you start doing this, so this game is like, they insert a chip into their brain, Yeah, and then they've got the, the controller, but as soon as they insert the chip into their brain, they're like, sort of laid back on the couch, and they've got oh, completely so unconscious, uh, right? Yeah. And then they enter this other world, and they have complete control of their body, like it, it's, it's them, but then they're a character in this artificial world. Yeah. So it's like, you're almost teleporting to this artificial world and you're a character that's make-believe. It's you a look down world. and you're a girl. Like, you got yeah, you're a girl. girl. You, yeah. Wow. And then, so these two best mates that are like rekindled over, over the years start like hooking up and, but they can feel it in this game. Wow. It's so real. It's, it's, it's really... It's, it, the chip's embedded to your brain so it's playing with your nerve system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can fully feel everything. Yeah. Wow. And then they start to like, they do it a lot, they do it a lot and then they get addicted to it and then... Like it kind of fucks with their In wife. real life, they can't see yeah. eye to eye. Yeah, like they, they won't look at each other they in can't real look life. At their, they can't look at their wives. Or <laughs> one, one guy has a wife and the other guy... I got a like, question. Yeah. Does that make them gay or not? No, well, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't know. Because they were having sex mm, guy and girl. No, in the movie. No, no well, in the movie, they, they met up in real life and they, they hooked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. But then, like, oh, no. Okay, well, yeah. Do you think it's gay? I just don't know. I don't think it's gay. No, I don't because because you're, you're programmed to feel attracted to like boobs. A woman, yeah. yeah. So like, if so, it's like a tranny. Like if you're attracted to a tranny, that doesn't make you gay. I mean, one of them, the other guy who is the girl. Yeah. He was. He was like, it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine being a guy and then yeah, feeling yeah. what it's like to have sex wow. as a female. And being like, I prefer that. Yeah. And being like, fuck. Black Mirror is creepy, man. They always, they always get yeah. so technical with what could happen in the future, and mm. a lot of times they're freaking right. Yeah, like that scary. one episode where the guys have the um, the chip in their brain that allows them to like record everything. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think so. Uh, the, it's like a thing that connects to their eye, and it, it records every memory, records their entire life, and then there's like a whole group of people that don't want to be connected, and they like form this group of like people off the grid versus the people who are connected all the time. Like all these things are gonna end up being. Yeah. Like, well, if it can be discussed, it can happen. Yeah. If it can be created nowadays. Think about what film. we're going through. Drones, VR, yeah. AI. Mm. Oh my god. It's All crazy. sci-fi. Yeah. It just also like makes me wonder, or like I've lived it for a while, but it's just like no one knows the future. No one knows what, what can happen. So it's like for me personally, the idea behind getting a job that I'll have to work five years to get to this certain position, like, unless like I'm the boss of what I do. Just like anything can happen. Like there's so many ulterior factors that could happen. That job might not exist in five. Well, exactly. No security. Exactly. The jobs yeah. might not exist in five. My job didn't. If I wanted to do what I'm doing right now in high school, there was no path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything's changing so fast. And you're right. Like you could commit to anything. Uh, how many industries have come under fire from technology? Robot. Amazon's now doing Amazon Prime drone delivery. There goes delivery yeah. drivers, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, that. like that. truck drivers, delivery drivers, retail yeah. is it going to be a thing of the past. So if anyone's got a retail job now, don't get comfy because no one's going to shop in reality anymore. You're just going to shop at an online store. I think that'll still be a, a form of there, there shopping, shopping. But yeah, it's, it True. becomes less. lesser and lesser. Yeah, I see so many stores nowadays with just for sale signs. Yeah. It's just... Because of that. I feel like the future of retailing as well will be more so you walk into a shopping centre and it will be, you know, you walk in and 
there were like car stores, you know, car dealerships will be gone for the future. Car dealerships will be gone because you'll walk into a shopping center and there'll be Mercedes and it'll only be the same size as a, you know, standard shoe store or whatever, a, a hype or a platypus or whatever. True. And you'll walk in and on a, you know, on a car website now, you can build the car the way you want with all the, diff- the different wheels, the different colors, the different leathers and all that sort of stuff. And you'll walk into a store and you'll walk in and you put goggles on and you'll sit there and you'll build it right in front of you and we come okay, up as an, Why would you walk into the store if you could do that from home? Yeah. But yeah, so you can totally see you can see you can see the scaling size of it. I see. Yeah. So that would yeah, have the, the technology can really come gotcha. in. Well. Yeah. yeah. And then they go and then you go, okay, yeah, I really like this. I'm gonna take it for a test drive. And I'll just have one that's in the parking mm. parking lot. Because you know, what's True. the point of paying all this rent on these big dealerships that have so much land and And stock. And, yeah, why and stock. have any stock if you can just order what the customer yeah, wants? Yeah, exactly to do, right. right. It's so, like in the matrix, sorry, my god. I was just gonna say, just to um, be on the other side of that point, um, like I agree with you, that could potentially happen, but also like if whatever they're going to design on the machine, it, if it's going to be in the garage, they may as well just have it for show. No, but they'd build this just what they want, but then the standard one that would like wouldn't be the same way they would have it, but mm. close enough would be downstairs. Mm. So you know, like if you want, you know, model A, then the model A will be downstairs, not probably with the same wheels and not the same color and not the same leather, but it'll be there downstairs so you can drive it and take mm. it for a physical test drive and understand the car and its look. But the way that you want to personally create the car will be. Yeah, which is what they do at dealerships. I can imagine Tesla doing that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Tesla. In um, there's a scene in the Matrix where Neo's trying to buy a gun, and they load the the gun shop program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's all of a sudden in this like room with like kilometers long of aisles wow. of guns, and then he does the shopping in virtual reality, which is cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Which is where everything's going. You know, yeah. it'll be a big database, and you walk in, and there'll be a database of t-shirts, and you'll go to the t-shirts. And you'll be able to try it you'll on. Be able and it's gonna be crazy. It'll be very. Um, it's, oh, it's the world in front of us is changing so quickly. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, well, appreciate it. Yeah, I can't even like we'll share that. Sure. I can't even imagine like Alex was saying like what the future is actually gonna look like. You cannot predict it. No. We couldn't have predicted this. No. I couldn't have. I didn't even predict phones. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even predict social media. <laughs> like it just happened, and like we you, all had smartphones. You try telling media. someone. 15 years ago that I've got a complete touchscreen mm. phone that I can talk to and send demands to and it will act according to my de- demands and I can find out, I can get navigation on it. No, everything, um, every, every bit of, em- yeah, literally everything it, we've ever figured out, ever. Blown away. Yeah. Blown away. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't it, there's, there's more technology on our iPhone than there was the first spaceship we sent. Oh, not just a little bit. Uh, they say that a talking teddy bear like the microchip in a talking teddy bear was the same strength as the microchip that used to get the Apollo lander onto the moon. Wow. So our phones could have gotten them there and back a thousand times. Like, and it's just in our hand. They had a giant spaceship with like buttons everywhere. Talking about phones, I recently, um, on my trip to Bali, I had my phone stolen second night in and I was without a phone for about three weeks. <laughs> and I just wanted to raise the topic of, it's pretty crazy to think once something's on the internet, it's there forever. And the reason I say that and the reason I, and how I learned this, and I learned this the hard way, um, the guy that stole my phone actually, because it was unlocked and I was using it for maps and he took it as I was riding home on my bike. Um, he got into my phone and he wiped out my whole iCloud. Now I was oh. in Bali at the time and I had my laptop and I uh, spent about four hours messaging uh, Apple retracing my iCloud, which was on a phone completely wiped. And I hadn't backed up my phone a month prior to Bali, so I thought I'd lost quite a lot of stuff. But Apple recovered everything to the minute before it had been stolen. And what? it just goes to show that nothing is ever fully erased from the internet. Yeah, Something that's, that's kind of scary. wiped on the, like, you know, 
I'm trying to trace it and I'm tracing all steps I can on my laptop to recover this stuff and it's telling me it's wiping up my folders are empty. Uh, I'm going to be a bit of a dick right now and I'm going to say, if that's the case, you can get that script you wrote last night that got deleted. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I totally understand. Like, mm. The amount of times I've been editing something and it's just like disappeared and like, Mm-hmm. Then you end up like going into it and everything get better. Anyway. Better exactly. if you can get over the. Well, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the script. So, I either give up at that point or make it better. Yeah, you never give up. Never. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> always a choice. There's always an option. We are always one decision away exactly. from a better life. Damn, dude. I'm gonna meditate on that. Dis- yeah, what do you think of meditating? Uh, I hate it, and that's why I need to do it more. <laughs> What? You know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I I tried meditating two and a half years ago, and as ADHD as I am, like I sucked. I couldn't do it. I was I sat down for like three minutes. I was like, why? Like this is so lame, stupid, and like what the fuck? Like I have no time for this. I want to go do other things. Then when I started a year ago, during that period, I was just talking about, like, it became easy and fun, and then it, it it turned into this. I can go on my own little holiday inside my own head. And I can become my best friend and I can realize the, the ultimate heart, anxiety killer. Yeah, the no ultimate way. anxiety killer. And also just like, I can I have the ability to learn. Like on, on average, we have 70,000 thoughts per day, at least humans in general. Wow. So like of those 70,000, like, there's so many ulterior, ulterior like stuff that we subconsciously um, take in on a day-to-day basis that don't even matter. And that we may think is our intuition and our voice inside our own head telling us, but it's actually not like, it's just so much bullshit. And to have complete control of your thoughts and what you're actually like acting on, it's such a skill. It's such a like a good little. It's a it's a Easter egg in life. Yeah, it's, it's just like you become your own best friend and like you just can analyze your thoughts. Yeah, I need to do it more because most of my anxiety. I just realized when you were saying that comes from feeling like I don't have control over them. Yeah. So like if I'm anxious or depressed or sad, it gets it gets compounded because I'm like, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm, yeah. But if I knew, and I do know, because everyone tells me, you tell me, you know what I mean? But if I had the ability to just sit with my thoughts, like, you know, for 20 minutes. It's like taking the trash out. It's just like every, yeah. everybody cleans their teeth every single mm. day, no question. Mm. Like you got to clean your teeth from the beginning and the end of the day, five minutes each time. It's mind hygiene. What Why don't yeah. you want to clean your fucking brain, bro? Yeah. That's the most important tool we have. Yeah. And scientifically, it's proven to, like, one, it's free. Anyone can do it. Anyone can sit down for. 20 minutes and meditate. Yeah. Anyone can sit down. How sure does it sound when you say, I don't have enough time to give myself time? Mm. Or or saying like, I I don't meditate, I can't turn my mind off. It's like, that's why. It's like, I don't have enough time to do it, I gotta go to work or I gotta go get stuff done. It's like, okay, cool, with that statement. You make time to do a shit in the morning. (laughs) Your productivity increases when you meditate. Mm -hmm. And you get more hours in the day in terms of like, how awake you are, you get more like, sleep essentially like a 20 minute meditation is three hours of sleep wow yeah it's so needed it's crazy like even though you're telling me this i still have that initial oh, urge of just like, i've been struggling recently i was meditating every day for like eight months and then yeah. the past three months i've been dabbling it a couple times a week but every time i do it i'm like oh my god that's amazing it's just the discipline of doing it every single it's day like the gym whenever i'm in a good routine with the gym mm. i'm like i'll never stop this yeah i'm really. on such a roll and then i won't do it for a couple yeah. weeks and i'll be like want to go to the gym yeah i don't need to go to the gym i'm having fun it's like you do need everyone does. yeah <laughs> you gotta do this hundred days of sweat thing by yeah. yes theory which is freaking awesome i'm more i think like day 30 you, you started it too yeah and just like the discipline of doing one thing a day that makes you kind of sweat 
It's like you have to do it. I feel like it brings it turns your brain on when you do mm. exercise. Like sweating or doing stuff. Like today, yeah. um, you guys went for a surf. Yeah. I stayed here and had to sleep on the couch. <laughs> um, when you guys came back, I could just see. Like you guys are just in such a better mental place than me because like yeah. you've just gone for a surf. Cold water, nature, exercise. It was a beautiful sunset. No, hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I took the easy option. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking sleep. Yeah, like, but I get it, and I, and that's what I, I love about like exercise is that like once you do it, <laughs> it's just so easy to see how good it is for mm. you. Just the simple act of doing. Yeah. Every morning I wake up and make my bed. Jordan Peterson, what's Jordan up? Jordan Peterson, yeah, he's so First. freaking awesome. Mm. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard the name Jordan Peterson, please do us all a favour and YouTube it because yeah. your life will change. His book, 12, 12 Rules for Life, I was reading on my sailing venture and it was amazing. He's very critical and very like intelligent with his words and sometimes it is a bit hard to follow for a me who's not the best reader. but like, He says so much with so he, little words as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, but you can take so much from it. I love that guy. He's my spirit animal. Yeah, so it's like you wake up, you make your bed, and then that's your mind thinking, okay, what's the next task? Like, then I'll. I'll and then you start ticking things. You start yeah. doing a mental, like, done, done, yeah. done. And Same. then you get momentum. And then by like, whatever, like 10 a.m., you finally got momentum and you just kill the day. Yeah, you just keep going. You, yeah. like, you could be putting the sheets on, and then you notice there's some shoes out of place. Oh, man, just put that there. I was a shirt on the floor, I just put it in my drawer. And then you look and back, like, like, look how much I've done today. Look how much I've done. I'm yeah. gonna make my room really clean, and then take that. Clean, clean room just because turn the clean room into a clean mind. You always, yeah. get, you always get to come home to a made bed. Mm-hmm. I say it doesn't make you, it, it makes your day shit. At least you get to sleep in a made bed. Yeah, but it just doesn't make your day shit. It makes mm. you feel so much better. Mm. How long's it been? An hour and a half. Nice. Like an hour and ten minutes or something. That's the longest podcast I've ever done. I could keep going as well, but I think we should do this more. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. wrap it. Unless you have something to say. As much like, I want to know more about you, Josh, and I want to know more about you, Adam. Plenty of time, mate. Mm. This won't be the last time. (laughs) Email me if you think I should do some more podcasts with these guys. And if anyone's actually listened to this whole thing, please let... Say this, comment on Alex's recent post, Mm. Jumanji, okay? That's the code word. Yeah. If you're actually listening to this, type Jumanji on Alex's latest post. All right. I'll I'll keep an eye out for that. I don't know when I'll post this. I'm trying to do post two a month. Mm -hmm. When you start seeing Jumanji's, you're going to know. Uh, look All out right. for Jumanji. Jumanji's. Um, but for everyone who's listening who wants to follow these guys. At the Drone Man on Instagram. That's where yeah, all my stuff is. The Drone Man. One word. T-H-E-D-R-O-N-E-M-A-N. Josh? I am underscore Josh Cunningham. Underscore. It's underscore J-O-S-H-C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M. Underscore. Mm-hmm. And who are you? Who are you? I am... Archie Live. You wish. It's too famous. That's me cat, mate. It's me cat. Me cat, mate. Um, but also send me some topics that we should talk about. And mm. the camera actually died halfway through, so I don't think there'll be a video. Okay, cool. Unfortunately. That's okay, mate. But um, yeah, next time. Fantastic. But everybody Still have a good day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to these very long podcasts, and we'll chat soon. Amazing. Thanks, guys. Good night. Yeah.